Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. We are a weekly Columbus-centric podcast focusing on the civics, lifestyle, entertainment, and people of our city. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. This week, we are going to pump you up. The Arnold Sports Festival is coming to town, and I sat down with the organization's president, Bob Lorimer, to learn about how it got started, how Bob is carrying on the legacy of the festival that his father originally created, and I focus way too much on table tennis. A housekeeping note for you, the Confluence cast is now on Patreon. Find out how to support this podcast on our website, theconfluencecast.com, or go straight on over to patreon.com confluence. Also, you can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Enjoy the interview. Sitting down here with Bob Lorimer, the president of Arnold Sports Festival. Bob, how are you, sir? Very good. Thank you, Tim, for having us on the show today. Oh, of course. Of course. For those that are not familiar, I don't know many Columbus listeners that aren't, but for those that are not familiar with the Arnold Sports Festival, give us basically the elevator pitch. What is it? Well, uh, Tim, it's really, it's kind of escalated itself, but today it's the largest multi-sport festival that we know of in the nation. Okay. And it, from your website, brings in 20,000 athletes every year, eight from 80 nations participating in 70 different sports and anticipated 200,000 attendees. We are now this year in the 29th year of the event in Columbus. So started back in 89, is that correct? Correct. It, uh, took, it took Arnold's name in 1989. That is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold the, Schwarzenegger, the, only, the one and only. The <laughs> Arnold. Give us the, the rundown. You know, what, talk about the history of the event. In the 60s, my father was interested in track and field. He had just moved to Columbus from Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, he got out of out of the FBI actually. Okay. And and he, he moved here from with nationwide insurance. And when he moved here, one of his passions was uh, track and field. Like I say, and he was he was going around to different track and field events, just following them. Okay. And he was in New York, and and he saw some of the women competing against Russia. Okay. And they were just whomping us all the way through. So he said, man, there's no reason why our women can't perform at this level. Okay. So from there, he came back and he, he went down to the OSU and, and teamed up with the coach for the OSU. And they started an Ohio Girls Track Club. Okay. And they continued to teach the girls and went on to other competitions, went back into New York again and started doing it extremely well. So in 1968, the United States Olympic Committee named him coach for the women's track and field. Okay. And so, therefore, he just took it started from there. In 1970, the United States had the opportunity to run the World Weightlifting Championships. Okay. And they asked him if he'd be interested in hosting that, and that was another one of his hobbies as well. And he said uh, he'd be happy to, but he knew at the time that bodybuilding was an emerging sport. Okay. And he said he would be, he'd run the World Weightlifting Championship, but he knew nobody really came to watch weightlifting. Right. And he said, if you let me run a bodybuilding competition, 
you know, that way I can get some people here and pay for the pay for the event. And they said, no problem. And at that point is when he got a young Austrian on the phone and said, I'm running a competition. Who, Will who you would, come and compete? Who would that be? And that would have been Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. Okay. So Arnold said he was competing in London on Saturday night. And my father said, well, our event is on Sunday night. So he said, if we send a plane to get you, will you come and compete? And Arnold said, well, if you do that, I'll come. Right, okay. So my father flew a plane in and picked Arnold up. Because at that time, he was... He had just started. He was just emerging as a So he was not internationally known at that he, point. At that point, he was just a, just a, one of the best competitors. He had just won the European Championships. Okay. He had just come off the World Championships. Okay. And he came in and beat Sergio Olivia, okay. which was, he was the king at the time. And so your father basically said, well, if I'm going to do this event, do this competition, he identifies the best in the world and says it's important to have those people at my event. That's correct. And okay. at that time, it was all in the AAU. And uh, but AAU. again, AAU, Amateur Athletic Union. Okay. And uh, again, Arnold came in. He had won that competition. But right after the show, he walked up to my father and he said, hey, this is the best run show I've ever been to. Okay. And when I retire from the sport of bodybuilding, I want to come back and be your partner. And of course, he said this in, you know, that German accent, really broken accent. Right. And, uh, my father said, oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Sounds sure, great, buddy. Sure, kid. But, you but, know. Thanks so much for coming. But actually, Arnold went on to continue to c- compete. And he, he started in running the, um, the Olympia competitions. Okay. And in 1975, he won in South Africa. Okay. And on his way back from South Africa, he stopped in and said, Jim, I, I'm serious now. I want to come back. I'm going to retire from the sport, and I want to do the promotion with you. So in 1976, uh, they teamed up with Joe Weider, mm-hmm. Joe and Ben Weider, and they formed in the, here in Columbus, Ohio, the Mr. Olympia competition with okay. the three of them. And uh, it just since then, it's just taken off, and they've, they've run shows consecutively here in Columbus, for since 1976. Okay, so 89 is the first. Then let's let's you know go and up that, 11 fa- years. Fast forward, we did six six uh, Olympias, couple of Mr. Universes, Mr. World competitions. Okay, but because they kept moving it around, Arnold's knew in, in the 80s that his popularity was really heading towards the top. He had a couple Terminators under his belt at that point, mm-hmm. and and so his popularity is beyond mention. And so at that point is when we took on Arnold's name okay. for, the, for the weekend. Okay. So. And it's been that way ever since. Ever since. That's correct. My next reasonable question is why Columbus? But I think maybe you answered it. Is it simply because you simply just because my father was okay. my father was here with Nationwide Insurance. Okay. And that's where that's where it got started. Nationwide was also very, very much behind the promotion of sports mm-hmm. and in everything that he was doing. And so um Lending itself as a Lending sponsor. Lending itself as a sponsor and all the support that Nationwide gave it along the way. Okay. Talk about the festival for a patron. What could what can they expect? What are the cool things to check out? Well, again, so what happened is in 1989, it was still really a bodybuilding show. And okay. It was in Veterans Memorial. Mm-hmm. We just started to, to branch out and get sponsors in, and the sponsors at that time were mainly equipment companies. But the, one of the first things that we did is we, we expanded right into a martial arts. 
Okay. When, when we started in with martial arts, that's when we started to get other sponsors and other unique sports that were coming into us. So okay. since really since 1989, we've continued to expand one sport, two sports, three sports every year. So this thing really just didn't happen overnight in this 40-year period. It's just naturally transitioned itself into now 76 sports and events on our weekend. Okay. So you have the fitness expo that occurs at the convention center, correct? Correct. And that's sort of, you know, you have the ability to go in, check out a bunch of vendors. It's primarily a sponsor experience, right? There's a stage there. So there is some aspect of presentation and competition, correct? Yes, absolutely. And as we said, so we, we basically, we did start in Veterans Memorial in the basement, mm-hmm. expanded then into the North Hall because they expanded the Veterans Memorial at the time, mm-hmm. but we outgrew that very fast. So as okay. soon as they built the convention center, we moved over into the convention center. Okay. And that's when the real growth started to happen because that's when we really started to add sports, more events. So the people came, the popularity shifted from basically from nutrition to a nutrition base uh, business and a little bit away from the equipment manufacturers that were just in the other facilities but mm-hmm. and then soon thereafter we also added uh, cheerleading okay and when cheerleading came in cheerleading had another huge popularity and and it brought in another three to four thousand kids in it and so that's when the the thought of the kids fitness expo really started to take off and that occurs at the what i think of as the fairgrounds right well so again through a transition of all these years a couple of years ago they they the city decided to take down Veterans Memorial Mm -hmm. and at that point we were already filling as much space as we could because you were fully occupying the convention center we had 100% of the convention center and all of Veterans Memorial so when they took Veterans Memorial down, we were in a spot because, again, we had so we had another 100,000 square feet that we had to fill. So mm-hmm. we went back to the Columbus Dispatch, which was holding its event at the fairgrounds, and they were very happy to help us, and they knew the support that we were giving to Columbus. So they moved their event off of our weekend, and mm-hmm. they had been on that same weekend historically for 27 years. That's we're, the Home and Garden Show, uh, right? And Yeah, the Home and Garden. And we were so happy that they did that there. Again, they were very supportive well and, and it's we, we I appreciate the wolf family and the dispatch for everything that they had done for us so. yeah and i think probably the worst kept secret in columbus that you know arnold and the wolf family have a relationship and know each other that's quite well that's correct yeah. and again the dispatch is partnered with us very well we're very happy to have them in as a partner and uh again as much support as they give us we try and give them back so mm-hmm. there's nine buildings at the expo center up there and so we occupy all the heated buildings so it's <laughs> heated because we are in march so right but if, if that be if it's heated we'll we'll occupy it in some way so and so in order to put on an event like this you guys have f- seven full-time staff but then also what sort of you know how much additional staff how much volunteers do you take on well Again, what has happened is just throughout this last 40 years, we've continued to be able to, uh, as we expanded, we get leaders and, mm-hmm. and chair people that, that participate in each one of the sports. 
when it gets down so there's to, a group so that there is so we have 76 sports and events so in each one of those sports or events there's a chairperson runs those events so let me walk through this real quick let do you have badminton badminton we we've looked at badminton do you have so table many tennis? times yes we okay. have we have a very large table tennis competition Great. so i want to use table tennis as, as the example Perfect. going forward there's a group of people who sort of head that up that talk at least quarterly about how this is going to go there are events that lead up to it right that's correct okay and then so while it is part of the organization they are sort of separate in that they're bringing their winners to this event that's correct and again it's not necessarily just winners it just depends on the the sport and the promotion of that sport okay but in a lot of cases they can have qualifiers they can have different events that come out in table tennis for instance it's an open competition they put in 70 tables inside of the Voinovich. Okay. And so when you walk into the void division, see 70 players, you know, there's 140 players playing at a time. So it's, awesome. it's, it's quite an event. It's a spectacular thing to walk in and see. So are you saying I can literally submit to play table absolutely, tennis that day? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Now, if you haven't been playing much, you might get knocked out pretty, <laughs> pretty well, early I rounds. Imagine. But but we would love to have you. And, and again, in most of our sports, that's the same way. We take, we take open, open, open call, company, open calls. So. And so how does that, and I'm just curious from a logistics perspective, how far ahead of time are people registering? Obviously, sports that take training and stuff, they're training year-round. But how far ahead of time do people know that they're going to come and Again, compete in table tennis? Again, it's, it's really unique to the sport itself. So okay. if you take, for instance, pump and run. Okay. And pump and run is a really unique competition because, again— I don't believe I'm familiar. And if you're not familiar with what pump and run is, it's one of those things that the— a man has to bench press his body weight okay for a maximum of 30 repetitions so that's the but pump for every repetition that he does he gets a minute off of his race time and then they go okay. out and run a 5k race so okay uh, so if he goes out and he bench presses 20 repetitions he gets 20 minutes off of his time got it or 30 seconds it's 30 seconds off of each for each repetition so if a guy can run a 15 minute 5k which is extremely fast if he right. can also bench press his body weight he comes in at a zero time there you go and so and i i started off with that minute because i think that we had to change it because guys were running into the zero minutes they were they, they were, were getting positive time. minutes and uh, so and then women is 60 percent of their body weight so but but why we come back to that is is they open that up on November 1st at midnight. Okay. But by 8 o'clock in the morning, it's been sold out for the past 10 years. No kidding. So it sells out in just an eight-hour period. Well, and this an is eight not— hour period. So. so there aren't really qualifiers for something like that, right? Nope. It's just enthusiasts that want to participate in that particular event. Okay. Do you find athletes coming in that are competing in multiple sports? Absolutely, because there's a lot of crossover between, again, CrossFit's another really emerging sport. Okay. CrossFit stems over into weightlifting, so there, there's a lot of utility in different sports. So. Okay. Interesting. You guys are occupying multiple spaces throughout the city. Talk about some of the logistical concerns that somebody who hasn't planned a large event like this, what they may not think of. Well, again, here, here's what we do. We The city, again, has been so supportive of everything we do. So, okay. so if you take our event, what happens is it really starts at Port Columbus. Okay. So when somebody travels in and they get off of the plane, they we have signs and directional signs, and, and we have a host of committee that are moving people from, from there to the hotels and 
And so it really starts there. Uh, Port Columbus, we're one of the few events that they support us, and they let us put the banners and, okay. and people inside of the venues to meet people as they come in and they go. The next day, we take them downtown, we shuttle them downtown, but as soon as they walked into any one of the hotels, we fell. 150 hotels in Columbus, Ohio. Right. And so when you walk into any one of those hotels, we have signage in there, welcome signs, and, and you know, we give them key, key cards. So anybody goes in, they register for their keys, they get a map of the city, they get a schedule of events for the events that are going on for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so it really just starts from the beginning to the end. Same thing when they go back out to the airport at the end of the day. There's a goodbye, welcome, you know, it's the welcome right. on your way in, uh, you know, hope to see you again next year on your way out. So right. we have shuttle for the people that live around here or they're traveling in that, you know, there's just somebody's driving over from Cincinnati or wherever they're coming from. We also park cars up at the fairgrounds now. Okay. And so last year we parked about 10,000 cars. There's a free shuttle or, you know, the, the parking's $8 to park up there. And then we shuttle them downtown, right to the doorstep and back. We have seven buses that run back and forth from 7 in the morning to 2 a.m. in the morning. And so it's easy to move around. If you're standing also one of the hotels downtown, we have also have another seven buses that go on a loop in the downtown area around to the, all the major downtown hotels, okay. right to the doorstep again. So if you're coming in from from Florida or whatever, we try not to get you cold. Right, so, right. So well, we get, and you, we you guys, get you from door to door. You so. guys, for some reason always end up being one of the first warm weekends as i recall uh of the year just by by happenstance well like, well we, we we give my father credit for that because you know he's just a man of luck and uh, all right so on that weekend we always get sun and we we've never had a bad bad weekend yet so. all right shout out there to jim Lorimer then again the arnold sports festival occurs march 2nd through 5th primarily at the convention center downtown but then also the uh Kids and teens events happen up at the Ohio Expo Center, also known to some of you as the fairgrounds. How far before the festival do you guys take possession of the convention center in order to like set up those reinforced stages, stuff like that? Well, again, for the most part, we 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 take over on Sunday. Okay. The Sunday before. The Sunday before. Okay. And what happens is, is depending on the van, a lot of the a lot of the event providers they bring they start bringing in their flooring and their carpets, mm-hmm. their stages, and they start marking the floors on Sunday and Monday. Tuesday they actually start to physically build out the facility, mm-hmm. and it's really unique because we film it almost every year. Where we have a timeline from oh, an empty time venue, lapse of it, time lapse where it yeah. starts from the beginning to the end, and uh, it's really interesting to watch. And you're obviously there on site starting on Sunday. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. All Do you get to stuff. sleep all week? Well, I try not because, again, you know, I, uh, it's so exciting because there's so many different things going on. So right. I, I want to see as much as I can, participate in everything that I can as well. So, uh, you know, the, some of the events start at 6 in the morning. And, again, Friday and Saturday night, we have late night parties that go on. And mm-hmm. uh, so we can be there till 2.30. So it's easier just to stay up than it is to try and get a two-hour sleep and crush right back at it. Absolutely. And do you compete at all? I don't on our particular weekend. Okay. Because, again, you're just so busy trying to help everybody else get through the organization of it. Right. And, just curious. And so, I mean, I'll be there for the table tennis. But well, we look for you to be doing something. Thank so. you. You guys have now expanded internationally. There are six total Arnold Sports Festivals in the world. That's just been going on since 2011. While you're always looking for new sports to include, can you talk about how that happened, how you took this Festival International and, and how you identify areas for growth? 
Sure. Kind of what happened for the most part is in, in 2006. Okay. Because we pr- also promote professional bodybuilding. But along with the professional bodybuilding, we wanted to, we knew that there was a whole undergirth of amateurs that wanted to come up and aspire to be professionals. Mm-hmm. So we started in 2006 an amateur bodybuilding competition in conjunction with our pro. Okay. So we went to Spain and the headquarters for the IFBB, International Federation of Bodybuilding, is located in, in Madrid, Spain. Okay. And we partnered up with the president of that organization to bring an international event to the United States in, in conjunction with the Arnold. Okay. And so through that, as that thing continued to grow, we have more people coming around, more more places, more countries coming in. Where now we're up to 80 countries coming in for just bodybuilding alone. Okay. But as that thing continued to emerge, Arnold said, look, my popularity is just massive throughout the world. And we, we ought to just take this thing because it's just got such momentum. It's a really good model. Okay. He said, let's just see if we can, how this thing might go in Europe. And so we teamed up with, again, that same president who had, you know, he is from Madrid. He has all the connections. He has all the resources. He's tied in with the IOC and many other sports. Mm -hmm. And we said, so in 2011, we moved into Madrid. And the first year was just spectacular. I mean, we had no, there's no way to predict what what would have happened. Right. But we had lines that were two hours long all the way down the street. And we we outsold the facility the very first year. Okay. Again, in 2012... Miraculously, we doubled the size of the space. We filled it again. Thirteen filled it again, right? And we ended up we had to move it again. So last year we just we ended up really outgrowing all the space we could find in Madrid. So we just moved it over to Barcelona. Okay. And phenomenal facilities, phenomenal growth. It's a little bit more of a tourist area. People are more familiar with Barcelona. Mm-hmm. It's one of the top six. You know, most tourist-rated places in the world. Love for you to go because it's, it's, it's a great facilities. So. Are those international events also multi-sport sort they, of? They are. So, that, so what we can did I is, play table tennis in Barcelona? Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. good to know. But you know, the thing is, is that in each each continent, each place, there's there are sports that are indigenous to their culture, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like in in Barcelona, they have a lot of street games. You know, it's, okay. sim- it's similar to our parkour. Okay, but, but it's kind of a mix between parkour and CrossFit. So okay. some of the guys are very athletic, but what they can do on bars and chains and stuff is just absolutely amazing. Right. But you guys don't do, do you feel like you limit yourself in sports to just quote unquote physical sports? Like you guys don't do motor sports. Well, no, we don't yet. So okay. we're, we're waiting for BMX to come back at us. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully they're listening to this and they'll they'll bring a team in. But again, no, we, we've primarily in the past, we focused on, on individual sports. We're just starting to get into more team sports. Gotcha. The lacro- well, cheerleading the came along pretty early, and, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That was on very early, but in a lot of the major team sports, so we're, we're just breaking into it. But for all the smaller events, what's really nice about about what we do in our thing is is you get a lot of sports that have high popularity. Okay. And again, we have 14 Olympic sports that are on our weekend. Mm-hmm. But and those things have a lot of a lot of visibility. People go. There's a lot of just people. But if you if you're a minor sport. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to showcase your sport. This is the place to do it because again, uh, 
you know, mom and dad, they have a, you know, a boy and a girl, and one of them is participating. Well, when the other one comes down, they get to see some other sports, and they're, uh, you know, hopefully they get to try them out, and right. they might create some interest for it. So. Right. You had talked about in Spain how you would move things from, because of space concerns, had to move things from Madrid to Barcelona. I guess it seems appropriate then to ask now, why has the festival stayed in Columbus? Well, again, okay, so that so that's the, you know, something we just skipped right over and when we were talking about the support of Columbus in general, okay. starting at the airport. We also, in our 76 sports and events, we, you know, we have a medical team. So in every one of those sports, we have, you know, two or three medical professionals are in those sports at all times. So mm-hmm. in case there's any injury or anything else. Even in table tennis. Even in table tennis. It Great. doesn't matter what it was because if somebody from, you know, somebody, they stub a toe or, right. you know, hit their hand on a table, whatever it might be, they get hurt. We're right there to respond. So mm-hmm. we're up to almost 300, four, three to 400 doctors and nurses that volunteer okay. their time for our, for our weekend. Mm-hmm. We have another, we're close to another 2,000 volunteers that come in and help support the events. And whether it be, you know, ambassadors on the bus, people taking wristbands, just if you, you know, really, if you're looking to just get involved in our weekend, we, we really want you there. Mm-hmm. So we have just spokespeople for the, from all over the place. And we will put a link to the volunteer opportunities, at least that Experience Columbus is facilitating in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Well, Go thank on. you. You're welcome. We do appreciate that. I know know uh, where that link is. And again, so, so, but the nice part about it is, is if you went over to Indianapolis or or down to Atlanta or whatever, and you walked into hospital and say, hey, can I have, you know, one doctor? Right. volunteers time they would kind of laugh you out of the city and is it through partnership with osu or all, or well, a lot again, of the hospitals again a lot of the hospitals so we don't we don't disseminate again you know they all work very well with us we're mm-hmm. very happy to have you know any any and all of them come in and help and be you know help on our weekend in any way that they like well of course but so really the reason why this can't move is because there's just too much support in columbus okay and the other thing is columbus doesn't want us to move and we, last year we brought in we, we brought in just through visitor tourism fifty four million dollars in mm-hmm. the city, and so there's no place that you can really move this event to that you get that much city support and everything else. So Absolutely. Even though we've outgrown the city, we we're this is home for us. Yeah, and I will say, as a resident of the short north, just maybe three blocks north of the convention center. While it is a little bit inconvenient that weekend, I'm willing to put up with it. So, and I think that all the restaurants that have to overstock the chicken breasts that they keep in stock for that weekend, uh, <laughs> they'll put up with it as well. Yeah, so. That's right. That's right. So. So you guys made sort of a big splash three years ago at this point by putting in pole fitness, which you know, the casual observer may refer to as pole dancing. You guys still do feature it prominently on your press materials and website and stuff, which is great. It's a cool event to check out. Talk about the other things that are either new this year or new in the past couple of years that people may not be aware of. Yeah. Well, let me start off with pole fitness if I could, because we sure. first we first saw in, in Madrid, Spain. Oh, okay. And they are having competitions there. and But we were fascinated with the physicality of the men and women that were participating in the sport. Okay. Okay. I, mean, I mean, it's a lot to just climb now, up. Now, let me on. ask you, culturally, its origins are the same there? 
Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. But, um, and again, it, it really has become an emerging sport. Mm-hmm. And why I say it's a sport, because it's extremely physical to do. Absolutely. And, and there's a, a lot of creativity that has to go into the routines, the mm-hmm. costumes, and hair, makeup, and everything that goes along with it. But mm-hmm. I tell you, if you just try and climb anything, a rope or a pole, without using your feet, and you go up just with two hands, it's extremely difficult. Absolutely. And I'll go into a flagpole or go upside down and hang from one hand. <laughs> Or hang from a leg, right? That's an amazing feat in itself. So, right. so what's happening now is is now you're you're finding more and more people that are starting to go into the sport. But as they do, the routines are getting harder. The costumes are getting better. This last year, again, some of the, some countries are larger than in others. But this last year in Brazil, we had almost 400 competitors. Really, that lasted four days to get through the 400 competitors because the routines are anywhere from three to five minutes, and then there's you know it's a it's a drawdown to who who wins the overall competition. So. And it is similar to gymnastics in that it's scored by a panel of people based on style, physicality. Correct. You know, Okay. Correct. Presentation, mm-hmm. the, the whole nine yards goes into that. So that's how we just kind of found that. But in each particular sport, we have a ch- the chairperson that's in it, you know, is really responsible for run, running the event. Okay. How we primarily work with our people and, again, the people that come up through us is we give them the space. Okay. So, for instance, if you're just running a pool competition, you typically have to go out and rent the facilities and put up with your lights and the sound and the stage and everything else. Right. We provide that for them. Okay. And because what we're trying to do is, and then what we do in exchange for that is then we get the gate from every, from the people that come in to spec to, the watch, ticket buyers. to watch their sport. Right. They get, you know, they get all their own sponsorships. They get their people that enter to the their show. Registration so fees. It's, a, it's a really win-win situation for, okay. both, for both parties. Okay. And so, but again, man participating in martial arts or boxing or whatever it might be, and his right. wife comes in to watch him and she sees this and she goes, wow, I want to take a class. Right. And, and from that standpoint, we have all the local people around that are promoting their their sports and their events or whatever it might be so that you know there's opportunity for them to participate in in whatever their culture or sport might be yeah we're not just sports oriented i think we need to come back to that because we're also mind and creative we have art at the arnold Mm -hmm. we have 50 professionals that come in and they paint something what we typically do is we give them three or four different uh sport people to paint so there might be a person martial arts a person with you know table tennis racket in their hand or something and those artists then have you know the 24 hours to paint that so it's a live painting event there's a live painting event come around see it we added chess in a few years ago okay chess is getting very popular and so we had a major competition in chess so there's a multitude of just sports, mind games, and things, you know. We hope to add more more mind things, puzzles, or whatever it might be in the future. I mean, you guys so. aren't doing, like, card games and role-playing games. No, but that's a good idea. Okay. I'd love to get there, into the gaming aspect. There's that's a whole other convention in Columbus for it. <laughs> what else is new this year? Well, again, we, we this year we have some great new sports coming out at us again. We have a lot of strength sports. So we're a little bit strength geared. Every Any major strength sport in the world is already here on a weekend. But this mm-hmm. year we're adding indoor Scottish Highland games. Okay. And these guys are... This so is track and field in a kilt. Basically. Uh, but <laughs> I'll tell you what, they're awful strong. Right. So... You know, one of the one of the things that they do, and I think you've seen them before on television or whatever, that where the guys throw the pole. Right. And uh, you know, they they actually grab a telephone pole, but a lot of people don't know how that thing's judged. Okay. And the way that thing is judged 
is that they have to they have to balance it in their hands, throw it in the air, mm-hmm. so they turn it over a ninety degree revolution. But the way it's really judged is by the distance that it's thrown, okay, and how perpendicular it lands to a twelve o'clock position. Okay, so there you if go. It's, if it's straight up and down in a six to twelve and a five foot out pull yeah they're likely to win that event okay so okay a lot of people don't where know do you that. hold that is that at the fairgrounds no that we're holding it indoors this year so it'll also be in the convention center so all right it's uh, something really good to look at get nervous about the lights getting knocked down <laughs> well there. yeah you know but the a pole's pretty heavy so you can only really throw it so far in the air well and you guys are paying your rent so <laughs> This year, we're also having a yoga, but yoga is a competition. Okay. And so it's another unique thing, though. You know, everybody's familiar with yoga class and being able to stretch and bend. But what, now what they're doing is they're creating some stretches and bends that you have to hold in a, you know, a still position for a set amount of time. Right. And also, I imagine, judged on Judge presentation. Judged on presentation, hold, yeah. um, you know, how flexible you are, how maybe, you know. That's an amazing event. We're really looking forward to see how that goes. Mm-hmm. We're adding lacrosse up at the Coliseum. Okay. And lacrosse is another really emerging sport. We're really looking forward to seeing seeing that because, you know, certainly great kids sport. Mm-hmm. We've added disabled powerlifting, so we have a lot of a lot of people that are coming in through that. Transformation Challenge. That's, an, that's another one that's new to us, but what Transformation Challenge is, is people can enter in, you know, they show before and after photos and they come in. There's, really? There's a cash prize that comes back up for that, and we try okay. to hand the, handle that on a yearly basis. We're trying to add in a lot of educational programs, continuing education for mm-hmm. just whether it be in science, sports, or whatever it might be. You know, it could be posing routines or mm-hmm. uh, what to eat. You know, that's another one that we're really looking forward to seeing take off in the future as well. Great. In the times that I've been at the festival, again, just sort of going to the the fitness expo in the larger hall there, I have had the pleasure to see Arnold Schwarzenegger walking around. Can we expect that again this year? Yes. Yeah. Great. And absolutely. But you know what Arnold said to us in the very beginning, we were really concerned when we started to expand into other continents because he said, you know, look, Arnold, you know, you're we a can, busy we guy. Can, we can build this. You're a busy guy. Right. And he's and he and he, you know, he his point is, if you build it, I'll I'll come. Great. He is the field of dreams. And he really is. He's never missed an event in the 40 years and, and really? all the other competitions that we have worldwide. He's always in. He's always on. A couple of years ago, he showed up and do, he, you know, he was out doing his book tour. And when he was doing his book tour, you know, he was shaking hands there, but he started mm-hmm. to get a really bad cold. Okay. And he came in hacking and coughing, but boy, he, he didn't miss a single event. Well, and I remember, I think actually the one time that I physically shook his hand, he personally having a pretty difficult time and yet still shows up and is gracious and super positive. And frankly, this year is sort of going to be another one of those years in a very different way, given the public disputes that he's, you know, (laughs) entwined with in our political climate. So, yeah, well, again, you know, have you guys Arnold's an amazing man. I mean, there's no there's no no two ways about it because he, he he. he visits all realms of the world. I mean, mm-hmm. whether it be movies or politics or sports in general, mm-hmm. he's there and he's just, he's unbelievable at whatever he touches. And so the fact that he continues to come in here for this, he comes to, continues to come in and promote sports in general, pro- mm-hmm. promote teen and sport youth movements uh, is absolutely amazing for us. So. so it goes without saying he's pretty good to work with. 
he's 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 a gem of a partner, but you know he's also one of the most recognizable people on the planet. Absolutely, and that has very little to do with his size, of course. Well, yeah, but you know it's really funny because if you just were, if you were in Illinois or just someplace, and you saw him at a at a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know it's unique because everybody, you know, they kind of just stare at him a lot, and they, you know, there's few people who go up and want to get his autograph. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, we have up to two hundred thousand people on the weekend. They're all avid fans of him. Right, they all came for so him. They came right. for him. So when you know, it's a, it's a complete, real experience to be around him. Yeah, when I saw him, he certainly did have some handlers sort of guiding yeah. him through the Ab- you know, through the floor. You know, last thing, have you, have you guys considered having a show match between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Donald Trump? You know, <laughs> there is boxing, right? Well, there is. I, you know, I don't think Trump would take him up on that because Arnold would pretty much beat him in whatever Trump would take him on to. So All right. Arnold is an amazing man. We'll see about that in, you know, four years or so. <laughs> Bob, thank you so much for coming in. Again, you can check out the Arnold Sports Festival, primarily downtown at the convention center, and then also at the fairgrounds March 2nd through 5th. Bob, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Confluence Cast presented by Columbus Underground. Again, you can get more information on what we discussed today in the show notes for this episode at theconfluencecast.com. Please rate, subscribe, share this episode of the Confluence Cast with your friends, family, contacts, enemies, your favorite bodybuilder. If you're interested in sponsoring the Confluence Cast, get in touch with us. We can be reached by email at info at theconfluencecast.com. Our theme music was composed by Benji Robinson. I'm your host, Tim Fulton. Have a great week. <laughs>